Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. How many of you want me to preach this passage every week? Yeah. This weekend I went to go visit our son in Missouri. It was his birthday. He's turning 13 years old. And you may wonder, for those of you who are new, why my son, who's 13, lives in Missouri. Well, it wasn't part of the plan. We adopted him from Jamaica in 2018. And a variety of things have made it necessary for him to go live at a special school. And so we go visit him. It's a long drive up there, long drive back. It wasn't part of the plan. It wasn't my expectations. And as I think about him and hanging out with him and his future, I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry. I don't know about you, when you have some expectations of how your life is supposed to go, the way the people around you are supposed to act, I'm sure that there's a lot of worry and anxiety in your life as well. So how are you supposed to deal with this? How are you supposed to think about it, especially the future? Jesus takes us somewhere this morning that we don't naturally go. We naturally are filled with worry. We naturally are filled with anxiety. And Jesus is stopping us this morning, and he's kind of given us an emphasis, one that we don't think about. And the emphasis that he gives us is he wants us to be about seeking kingdom priorities. In fact, he tells us to seek kingdom priorities. How in the world is seeking kingdom priorities almost like a solution to worry and anxiety? And what does that mean, Jesus? What are you telling us? I tell you what, we're going to study this. And I believe that the Jesus who's speaking to us is the one that we can trust because he is the one who's going to the cross this week, right? For you and for me. And if he lay down his life for us, how much more will he give us all things in him? We can trust him. Let's study this together. Look at Matthew chapter 6. We're in Matthew 6. Verses 25 through 34, last time we were together, we talked about no one can serve two masters, the two-master disaster. It's a lack of faith that can make you serve money master. But what about worry? What's the issue with worry? Why do you think that you won't have enough to live? Is it a lack of faith? Maybe but it probably has something to do with little faith. (laughs) You just don't trust Jesus enough. You trust him, but you don't trust him. And so you have these daily things that come up. You're thinking about, am I gonna have enough money to survive? How's my health gonna hold up? What about my spouse? What about my family? I got a lot of stuff I'm facing in the future. And Jesus is like, excuse me, stop. Stop worrying about all that. Let's talk about kingdom priorities. 
And that's where he's taking us. And, and kind of just to keep us organized, he's going to say four commands today. He's going to say, don't worry. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. And seek kingdom priorities. Don't worry. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. And seek kingdom priorities. And so I I've, just want to abbreviate it for some of you who that's just too much to memorize, right? So just remember this. Don't worry. Look, look, seek. Got it? Don't worry, look, look, seek. I'm just got to simplify it. So let's start with the don't worry part. 625, Jesus, this is what he says. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? he's pretty clear there, don't worry, right? Don't be anxious about your life. Now, he's not saying you shouldn't show concern for your circumstances or people or that you shouldn't work hard to fulfill your responsibilities, but he's saying you shouldn't worry. Let's be really specific here. He is saying that you should not be preoccupied with your security, with your future, with your life. Don't be obsessing over your daily provision like food or drink or clothes because there is so much more to life than your basic necessities. Now, that's maybe not a big deal to you, but to people back then hearing this, it's a big deal. This is not just living paycheck to paycheck. This is day to day, a real cause of concern over food and clothing. And Jesus wants to take it to another level. Just skip down. Would you mind skipping down to verses 31 and 32? Because it's the focus of the world, right? Verse 31 and 32 says, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, the Gentiles here is a reference to pagans or unbelievers, the way they're seeking after security. You can just look around, people are clamoring for security. They're obsessing over provision. They're obsessing over today. And, you know, we, we do this too, right? I don't know if any of you are on social media. Like, if you go on there, people are putting pictures up all over the place. What's it? You know, they're taking pictures of their food, right? Obsessing over food. They're taking pictures of their, their fashion, of clothes and their stuff. So even today, we, we obsess over these. And, and Jesus is like, okay, let's just hold on for a second. I know you need that stuff, need the basic necessities, but life is so much more than that. And the more has to do with the kingdom. Because Jesus is king. And he desires that people come under his reign. And that we trust him for not just the necessities, but we come under his reign and, and we start seeking kingdom priorities. So he's saying this. Don't be like the world. Act different. He's saying turn your worldly preoccupation into kingdom prioritization. Turn your worldly preoccupation into kingdom prioritization. The world is occupied with the things of this world, not you. Your priority is the kingdom. You're like, well, what does that mean? Before we get to that, get a look. Let's start with looking at the birds. A lot of you like birds, right? Well, look at them and listen to them. Verse 26, look at the birds of the sky that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather 
crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? What is the answer to that question? Yes. How many of you actually believe that? Very few of you. The birds do not store up food, and yet God provides to them. And that the Father feeds birds, then he's going to take care of you because you are more valuable than birds. <laughs> You're like, of course. You've been created in the image of God. You've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. You are a son, a daughter, through faith in Christ. Grace has been thrown on you. You have so much value in Christ. You are more valuable than birds. And you're like, well, that's, that's almost like a humorous comment he's making. But if it's a humorous comment, it's showing you how silly worry is. If God takes care of birds, then he's going to take care of you. When you see a bird today and it is chirping, the bird is saying, stop worrying. You'll hear them all in the trees. Stop worrying. Stop worrying over and over again. There's like this little old-timey story. Maybe you've heard this. I don't like usually, I don't usually like to give little cutesy poems, but this is a little cutesy poem. Um, I'll do this about once every two years. So listen to this. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. So the birds are having a little conversation about you. Why are they worrying? Stop worrying. Well, not only are you an object of God's care, but let's get real practical about worry, okay? Worry doesn't do any good. Look at verse 27. And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Well, worry does not gain you more hours on this earth. It may decrease your hours on this earth. It could eat away at you and cut your life short. And not only that, but why are you worrying about tomorrow? Today's got plenty of issues to deal with, right? Look at verse 34. <laughs> Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Anybody have any trouble for today? I got, I got plenty of trouble. I don't need to be thinking about tomorrow, right? That's what Jesus is getting at. Deal with this stuff today. And the common sense tells you there's going to be plenty of stuff to deal with today without worrying about tomorrow. Someone has said that worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, I've, I've been, my wife asked me in the morning often how I've been sleeping, and I'm like, you know, I go to bed fine. But then I wake up for about an hour or two during the night to figure things out. Anybody else? Did you figure it out yet? No. What is that? <laughs> it's crazy. So Jesus is like, okay, this is the deal. Theologically speaking, you are valuable, more valuable than birds. 
practically speaking, what is the point? He's doing both, right? He's like, you have value, and what's the point of all your worry? Is it accomplishing something? So I love Jesus. He's given us both things. Here's your theology. Here's your practice. What's the point? And you're like, okay, I can start to buy into that. And now Jesus is going to say, well, now check out the flowers. I know some of you love your flowers. Look at the flowers. Verse 28 and 29. Why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. Some of you have a lot of flowers in your yard. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, that they are dressed sharp. They're looking good. Not even King Solomon in all his royal attire could even come close to looking as fancy as the lilies. Look at Jesus' point in verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow stoned into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So if God clothes the flowers and the grass, which will pass away, he will clothe you. But the point is God values you and he'll be your security. So what's the deal? I mean, you have the flowers, you have the birds, you have the theology, you have the practical side of it. Why are you worrying? What's your problem? Jesus tells us the problem. Did you catch it? Did you catch it at the very end of verse 30? Did you catch it? You of little faith. That's it, right there. That is the root problem. It's not a lack of faith, right? We're not making money from our master, but it's a little faith where we do not think that God is going to come through. Someone put it like this. The next time you're down, hurt, discouraged, or depressed, Try to imagine God with a worried look on his face, pacing back and forth through heaven, wringing his hands and saying, my goodness, what are we going to do with Jason Lancaster's problems? You think God's like, I don't don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to come through. Can you imagine? That's not happening. Oh, you of little faith. Oh, me of little faith. I'm not saying you shouldn't have concerns. I have concerns. I have concerns that this church flourish. I have concerns that my kids follow Jesus. I have concerns that my health stays steady. And, and, I'll, and I'll play my part, right? I'll, I'll pray for the church. I'll try to raise my kids in Jesus. I'll make healthy choices. But my brothers and sisters, it Christ crosses the line when we become preoccupied with these things. It crosses the line when we become obsessed with these things. We'll become anxious and fretful, wringing our hands and freaking out because it's a lack of faith. It says little faith. So we need an increased faith to cling to the Lord today. And there's some, there's some classic passages, obviously, you can look at. But one of, the, one of the favorite ones that many of you, maybe you've heard it too much. Maybe it's too big of a magnet on your refrigerator uh, or a bumper sticker. But it's, it's just simple. Pull back and think about it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your paths straight. Maybe it's time to think about that passage this afternoon. Take some time, pull away, turn off the TV, go outside, 
think about each word. Trust in the Lord with all, all your heart. And lean out on your understanding at 2 o'clock in the morning. Your own understanding is trying to figure things out. Hmm. It says that he will make your path straight. God's got it figured out. He's in control. He's sovereign. He knows what he's doing. And now for me, it, it's, it's, it really starts to be pressed on me when things get hard, when things get uh, depressing, when, when I got my kid living far away from me, seven, eight hours away, and that's not the way it's supposed to, to play out. When, when things start to break down in my body, I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be this young guy. And then stuff breaking down. When stuff doesn't work, I'm like, what's going on? I'm praying, God, let's get some movement here. Let's get some traction here. And then I think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Think about this passage. And then you can think about uh, the contemporary song. Remember? You know the song by Lauren Daigle? When you don't move the mountains, I need you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers, I cry out to you. I will trust, I will trust, I will trust in you. It's like, all right, the waters aren't parting, the mountains aren't moving, but I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust that, God, you have this figured out. Now, the question is, tell me what to do. Did you know there are other worry passages in the Bible? Do you know that? And Peter talks about cast all your anxiety on him. We know about that, right? Throw it all off of you on him. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about do not be anxious, but through everything with, with prayer and petition, with things. You know these passages, right? They're the anxiety passages. But have you ever thought about Jesus' anxiety passages? Like what's his solution? Well, his solution, and he's all on board with the cast all your anxiety. He's all on board with the prayer. But what Jesus says the solution is, is to seek kingdom priorities. Look at it, look at it, look. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So he's the king. He desires people to come under his reign and he desires righteousness to spread on this earth. And he is calling you to prioritize his kingdom his righteousness. And he's got you on the the needs part. He'll take care of your needs and and your life and your future, but you need to focus on aligning your priorities with kingdom priorities. God is not telling you not to worry so you can have a nice little psychological boost. There are plenty of self-help books out there that'll talk about meditation and, and peace and rocks and crystals and water and whatever to give you this little psychological boost. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying, don't worry, not for a psychological boost, but don't worry so that you can prioritize the kingdom. Instead of becoming obsessed and preoccupied with your stuff, become obsessed and preoccupied with the king and his kingdom. Well, let's get really specific. It's always a bummer when you have to get specific, isn't it? Then you have to really think through what you're doing with your life. I'm just going to take two. Can I just take two things that are the king's priorities? One, the king, King Jesus, who reigns in the kingdom over you, he desires that people 
know him. He wants your unbelieving friends that you played golf with to know him. He wants your neighbors to know him. Does not desire that they perish, but they repent and come to faith in Jesus. Do you make it a priority to pray, to engage, and share the gospel with people who don't know Jesus? Now, you can bring them to the church. Feel free to bring them to church next week. We'll talk about the gospel. But how about you? Is it a kingdom priority that it is on your heart often, more often than your worries, that people are lost? We did not come here. We did not come here just to retire and live it up. Come on. You are here to engage people who don't know Christ. You're here to share the gospel, to make disciples. That's, that's why you're here. You may not have thought about that, but I'm telling you, that's why you're here. That's a kingdom priority. The second thing I want to add is God cares about justice and righteousness on this whole earth, which means that God cares about the hurting and the broken, and more specific, God cares for the vulnerable, and he wants you to care as well. He wants you to care for vulnerable children, vulnerable widows, vulnerable sojourners, those who fall on hard times, uh, the addicts, the homeless. He wants you to get caught up in what he's caught up in, and that is righteousness and justice and bringing peace and stepping out. So think about that. Kingdom priorities. Don't scratch your head. Don't wonder, what does it mean to seek the kingdom? The king desires people to be saved, and the king desires people to be cared for that are suffering. And the king has called you to make that a priority. Turn your worldly preoccupation into kingdom prioritization. You know, a lot of my worries in my life, I try to fix. I know I stay up at night and try to fix them, but what I really want is, you know, if I could really, I wish I really had like a killer app, like an app on my phone that could just give me some structure or a system or a vision or a tweak that will just catalyze this church and stabilize my family and, and re-energize my life so that my future would be set and perfect. And maybe you're looking for a killer app in your life, like something that's just going to kind of fix it all because you're, you're worried about your future and you're restless and and my brothers and sisters, we're probably overreaching and obsessed. And once again, we need to turn our worldly preoccupation into kingdom prioritization. And, you know, tongue-in-cheek, you say, let God be your killer app, right? Let him come through for you. And if he doesn't come through, it's not, no one's going to come through. And I think this little faith issue is, can he be trust it. And this week, he came riding into Jerusalem, hailed as the king, and he is headed to the cross. He's headed to the cross, and he will experience a lot of physical mocking, brutal beating, and crucifixion. But the worst of it is the wrath of God will be poured out on the Son because of my sin and your sin. And then he's going to die. 
And we're going to remember him being buried and raised three days later. And we can look to him by faith and be forgiven, be declared righteous in his eyes. And the Bible is very clear. If the son, if the father has sent the son to do that much for you, how much more can you trust him with everything else? This week especially, we are headed to the cross. We will celebrate next Sunday the resurrection. If he's done that for us, how much more can he be trusted to do everything else? Do you think he's going to secure your salvation, but you can't trust him with other things? Do you think he said, okay, Jason, I'm going to save you. It's going to be great. You're going to go to the church. You're going to love people. But I'm, I'm not going to be involved with that issue with your son. Mm, no. I'm not going to be involved with that. You can take care of that. You go worry about that. Figure that out yourself. He doesn't do that. He wants to be involved with all of it. All the things that we think that are impossible. All these mountains and all these waters that won't part. He wants you to trust him right now as your king who cares for you, who went to the cross for you. And he wants you to get caught up in his kingdom. So my brothers and sisters of all the weeks of the year, especially this week, let's turn our worldly preoccupation into kingdom prioritization. Let's pray. Lord, we do cast our anxieties on you. We ask for your intervention where things are not fixed or the way that we would like. Help us to trust you. And for many of us where the future is bearing down and seems unbearable, help us just to deal with the trouble of today. The manna has come today. Your word has come today. And we are reminded, especially today, as you were headed to the cross, you sent your son Jesus to die for us, to rise for us, to live the life we couldn't live. And if you've given us salvation, how much more will you in him give us all things? Help us to trust you, to believe in you, that you have a plan in your work in it, and help us to cling to you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.